0: Hi, this is Emily Garcia and um, you're going to be listening to my podcast and it's called Do you, Do you feel represented? And I think it's important for me to <clears throat> just acknowledge that, you know, I you know, I'm a, I'm a young female college student and I'm just starting out in my first semester in college and I'm a very very privileged person and I've realized this as I've encountered so many different people from the LGBTQ community, and I have many friends in the African-American community and Hispanic community and people from different religions. And I've just, I've come to appreciate everyone from different backgrounds, and I've known this before, but it just, when you come from such a small town and there's not a lot of diversity, and it's just very closed-minded, I think, considering I want to become a lawyer. I think it's important for me to acknowledge that there's pri- I have privilege and, you know, I may be young, but I think everyone deserves a voice. And I, I chose to sat, sit down with three different people from three different backgrounds who all have different life stories. Um. <clears throat> And I wanted to ask them what their opinion was on abortion and whether they feel represented because I may feel represented or in the most basic way possible, but they're you know, there's still in regards to whether I choose to have an abortion or if I want access to Healthcare, you know, it's, it's up in the air. I personally believe the government shouldn't have the right to say what I can or can't do with my body. I <clears throat> consider myself to be more liberal, but from a conservative perspective, if we believe in, if you believe in less government, then trying to enforce the government to regulate someone's decision that's personal and can be very emotional to make and difficult. Um, I just believe that if you're a true conservative you would believe in less government meaning that the government doesn't control what you do with your body and I believe that the current administration can or should help everyone feel represented you know just because <clears throat> I don't identify with a certain community or I'm not a part of it that doesn't mean that I don't support them I think in general just support everyone and through these interviews, I've learned a lot about what I believe in and what I don't believe in, things that I agree with and things that I don't. But I've through these interviews, I feel like I've, I've been open-minded and I asked some tough questions. And I hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Okay. So... Growing up as a black female in the uh, in a majority white community, what kind of political views were you
1: surrounded by? Um. Well, my mom, I'm a liberal. Both my parents are very liberal. They're not like really strong liberals, yes. like are extreme ones. They're but they're pretty liberal. And I guess being in a community where where my entire family is represented of different colors, I just kind of I guess always saw I didn't I never I didn't have just one outlook on life. I always had different outlooks on life, and how we, as a family, go through different things together. Like me and my brother Noah, we went through things that only like an African American can understand. And then my brothers, my other siblings who were Asian, went through things that they had to deal with being an Asian American. And then obviously my sister who is Spanish and everything. So for me, I never had just. One outlook. One outlook. It was always different outlooks, and it was always seeing how different... And I I guess I like that because I guess how... I guess I got to see how different races are represented, obviously, in society and how they go through the things a little bit differently. So it's not just my story. So I can always, like, help other people and be like, well, my sister, she's Asian-American, and she went through this when she was younger. And I guess... um, Yeah, I just... I guess I can, I guess in a way, help yeah. people kind of understand and be like, I might not understand what you're going through, but I can be like, well, I have, I guess, a sibling who went through that. So, I mean, my parents are pretty liberal. So, I, I was always raised that way. There was no other way. Like, I never, I was raised in middle class, and my parents, I guess in a way, they never... Sh- They never shed a good light on conservative views Mm -hmm. so i guess that's possibly why i never really decided to be like oh let's delve delve into what a conservative is Mm -hmm. because my parents just to be honest have always made it seem like they weren't very good people Mm -hmm.
0: so now um the african-american community a lot of times can be portrayed as people who only want to benefit from the system and they a lot of conservatives can say or have said that um that they use their past to justify getting free stuff that's how a lot of people can say Mm -hmm. what do you think of this do you what 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 do you say want to say as a person from the black community as as being like a a, a representative what do you want the people to know
1: I guess one thing is you can't put an entire stereotype on one race. You know like we always say well, we don't want stereotypes on all white people mm-hmm. like all white people do this or all Indian people do that, or all Asian people are this. So I guess for me it would just be like don't put an entire uh people. How I say, yeah, in a group and group them all together because I don't think that's very fair mm-hmm. to do that and I think this country I think there's a lot of history Mm -hmm. African Americans goes dates way back Mm -hmm. and I think that um it's kind of hard for me because I was raised in a majority white so I didn't have the same upbringing as a lot of other African Americans in this country have Mm -hmm. so for me it's a little hard because I'd be like I can't you see what kind of like more of like not more of the African-American side, you see
0: more of kind of like the white side, but if you identify as an African-American, you still sympathize with them.
1: Yeah, I still sympathize with them because that is, just because I was raised in white, I mean, obviously like I'm black, like Mm -hmm. you can totally tell, but just because I was raised in a predominantly white community doesn't mean that I don't go through the same struggles. I feel like in a way I kind of had a, like a little bit of an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, a little bit growing up, but I never said, oh, I was white. I would always identify as, as black, and I will always identify as black, and I will always represent, and I will always want the best for my community because I don't think that we get um, treated very well in this country, and we still don't get treated very well. And it's pretty heartbreaking, you know, yeah. especially all the stuff that's happening with police brutality, yeah. and our welfare system is not very good is actually not not very good it's horrible um but it's but for me like back to your question it's a little hard Mm -hmm. too because i would never seen it from another point of view I've only seen it from my point of view but I would love but I yeah Um, so
0: now coming talking about like government and everything like that do you feel that you're represented in the government I don't What do you think our current administration, or what would you like to see our current administration do to help the African-American community? Because a lot of people say that we've already done
1: enough, you know?
0: like
1: You haven't. (laughs) Well, one thing I would love, I would really love for people to address the police brutality issue. I think that's a really big issue that people need to address, Mm -hmm. because it's something that people bring up and people sympathize with about it, but then it just goes it's, like, it's there for, like, two minutes, and then it's, like, done. It's, like, on to the next thing, and that's a really big issue we have in our country, is that we only, um, deal with serious issues like that for a period of time, and it seems like we just forget it. So I feel like that's where you can start, because it's very, it's horrible seeing young African-American men getting killed just for the color of their skin. Mm -hmm. And I, I have a brother who's darker than me, and I'm Always had my mom worries about that constantly every single day, yeah. because he's darker and he's always he's he's always been picked out because mm-hmm. of the color of his skin and I would really like the government to to acknowledge, really that truly acknowledge that's an issue because it's not something I feel like a lot of people um, truly acknowledge as is an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just like them to get to do something with. The Justice system mm-hmm. and how they also treat them because we have what one of the big, one of Biggest the incarceration. incarceration rates and yeah. a majority mm-hmm. of them are African American thirteenth grade documentary. you should watch it because it's all about that and the justice system and how it's always been very unfair to African Americans mm-hmm. and it dates back to to way back when when um, how way back mm-hmm. when slavery and then you know Now it's not like slavery, where in in a way where we're being, um, incarcerated physically. Yeah, like it's slavery in a different. It's slavery in a different way. So I would really like that issue to Mm -hmm. get addressed first, Mm -hmm. because it's a very big issue, and even and it's. I feel like unless something really changes in the justice system and they get better training for these cops. It's never gonna change, and it sucks because I get nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm in like a lot, if I'm in like a gas station or I'm somewhere, it just gets kind of awkward, and I don't have a very good, I don't have a very good opinion on cops yeah. because it's like they're not doing their job, and they're and they're supposed to keep us safe, but I don't think they are. And you don't feel, you don't feel secure. No, I don't.
0: Um, now, as an American, and you know, as a part of this country, and and you know, you live here and everything like that, and. Coming from the African American community, do you feel that the take a knee movement do you think it's become politicized? Do you think that it's less about disrespecting America and it's more about taking a stand on police brutality because some people take taking a knee to the American flag is disrespectful? What do you have to
1: say to the people? think that it's disrespectful. I, I first off I have to say it's not disrespectful because if you look at it, people um, first off, I just want to say it's not disrespectful. I have people in my family who are in the military and I unfortunately have a brother who agrees that it's disrespectful but that's another issue and it's something that he, it's it's a way of silent protest and it's already been said that people um, when they're when active soldiers, when they're, when someone in their field gets killed or something, that's one of many things that they can do. They can take a knee for that soldier. It's a respectful thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very, I think people are missing the point of the whole kneeling thing, and they're seeing it as a disrespectful thing when it's really not. It's an issue that we have, and I, it's an issue that we have, and it's a way, hold on, I mean, let me get my thoughts together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's an issue we have, and I feel like people are missing the big point of what the movement is about. It's for, one, that we can stop police brutality against mm-hmm. african American, yeah. and in this country and people are taking it way out of context and it's Mm -hmm. very frustrating to hear people take it out of context or people to say oh you're just using the race card or you're just doing this or you're just doing that unless you have to see your own people being shot and killed on national tv just for the color of the skin I really don't think you're going to understand what it's like I would but I just want people to understand Mm -hmm. from our point of view what it's like because I feel like people don't get it and it's so and it's really unfortunate that people think it's just, like, we're just playing a race car. That it's just something that we just want to, we just want to start all these issues and everything. And and people aren't being empathetic about it either. If your son was killed for the color of their skin, how would you feel? No one would feel good. And no one sympathizes. I feel like no one sympathizes. And I find it also unfortunate that we have a president who thinks that it's okay to fire a group of people for Silently protesting for what they believe in and it's unfortunate that the NFL Mm -hmm. is also keeping Colin Kaepernick from working Mm -hmm. I think it's completely unfair and I think I mean like obviously he's found his way He's doing great things for the community and he still believes what he believes in and I think what he did Is one of the is why I admire him so much Mm -hmm. because he did something for what he believes in he took put everything on the line he was
0: expressing his First Amendment right, and yeah. and a lot of times people say that uh, if you look at the Black Lives Matter movement, that you know that it's a violent protest, and you know if, if okay, well if protesting doesn't work and they can't take the knee, what kind of protest or how can they get a message out there yeah. without constantly being criticized? Yeah. You know, because if anyone else did it, it would probably be okay. Yeah, but it, it's, know, it's it's not okay for right. us. Because it's
1: disrespectful to the flag. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really weird to say that, because I am an American. I love this country. But if you think about, and I'm just going to say, if you think about the words in the Star-Springled Banner, mm-hmm. a lot of the, the words and the meanings behind those words don't represent everything in this country. Mm-hmm. Land of the brave and all of us are supposed to be equal. We're not all equal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people are not really seeing that. And people are making an excuse. And unfortunately, that's true, that that song, like as proud of American I Am, that song does not represent all of us. Mm -hmm. So, and I have, as I said before, I have family members. I have had family members in the military before, and I would never ever disrespect anybody. You know, I love, I'm so fortunate that none of my family members were ever killed in combat. Very fortunate of that. But I also think that there's an issue that needs to be addressed and, We can't keep overshadowing it with people saying, oh, it's disrespectful to the flag. And expressing their
0: First Amendment right is not wrong. If you're allowed to protest anywhere else or you're allowed to... mean people are allowed to burn this
1: flag in the country and they don't get in trouble. But taking a knee is disrespectful to the flag. And... Silently protesting and using our First Amendment right—that's disrespectful for us as African Americans doing. Yeah. But people can go burn the flag. People—we can have white supremacists marching the streets and everything, but we can't do that. Yeah. What does that show? Up? What does that? What does that sh- teach other people about our country? You know, what does it say about us as a country, where we flaunt off our
0: diversity and we claim to be the saviors of? People who are in trouble in other countries that are in trouble yeah. but we can't help our own people. Yeah. Like, what, is, what does that say about us? Now, <coughs> as a woman, you know, there is the matter of abortion. Do you, are you pro choice or are you pro life? And why? And why should people see your view on abortion? Oh,
1: well, I'm pro choice. I think the underlying issue it's a woman's choice to do what she wants to do with her body. Bottom line, end of story. I don't think that I should have my my right as a, to what to do what I want to do with my body be taken away, taken away. And uh, it's very frustrating. I went to an all school. I went to a Catholic school, mm-hmm. and you know that's in an, I never was able to really express how I feel because my teachers always saw it as my view of being a pro-choice was not correct. Mm-hmm. And that, and I remember one of my theology teachers saying that we need to get out of our head that this whole pro-choice and pro-abortion thing is a religious thing. I'm sorry, but it is a religious thing. Let's just keep, let's just be honest. It's a religious thing. It's a way you guys say, well, we're temples of our body and that's a baby and that we shouldn't kill an on baby, first off. <coughs> That, first off, no one will ever wants to get, really, truly get an abortion. It's not something that everyone wants to join this club and everyone's like, oh, let's all go and, and kill, kill these. And kill children. Kill a children, kill a child. That's not what it is. The issue is, it should be someone's choice mm-hmm. to do what she wants to do with her body. What I'm saying is, I t- do I definitely think there should be more information <coughs> on what to, on, um, when it comes to if you get pregnant, like different options, because mm-hmm. there are different options. There's obviously adoption, but then people get into well, then no one ever wants to adopt the older kids, you know. Um, but that's another story in itself. There, there's different options, and there's obviously ways to prevent pregnancy. There mm-hmm. should be more, more information, more information on, on that, because I on cause sex education <coughs> and what you can do with birth control. Yeah. And I definitely think that, but I think obviously there's so many different circumstances say if someone were to get raped, I think that should be the woman, and she were to fall pregnant. I think it should be the woman's choice to do what she wants to do if she wants to keep the baby or if she doesn't want to keep the baby. I don't think it should be anybody else's choice to what she wants to do, and I truly to the day I die will for for the rest of my life, I will believe that because it's 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 my body, mm-hmm. you know yeah. and just the accurate and I and I obviously I also think this whole debate with like pro-choice and pro-abortion people I think that if you want to believe if you want to believe that killing an unborn child is bad if you think an abortion is bad you can believe that yeah I can also believe that 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 it should be a woman's choice to choose what she wants to do with her body we can believe two separate things it just frustrates me all these um People try to get laws passed and all these and all these um, what are they called? Like uh, protests and yeah, legislation and you know I just think like that. that's very like I think that's a little we're, ala- we're we
0: live in a country where we're allowed we're allowed free speech and we're allowed to elect our representatives to <coughs> represent us <coughs> and if the people we're electing are not representing us as a country they shouldn't be allowed to laws that do not benefit benefit us and our views directly.
1: Yeah, I just think it's very unfortunate, and I think it should always be a woman's right. And I think we should just stay in our own lanes. You were if you wanna if you wanna believe that an abortion is bad, you go ahead and believe it. If I wanna believe that a person has a choice to should have a, should have a choice whether or not what they. Due to the body, then I should be able to to believe that and not get criticized every time I say that. Because I could never say it in Catholic school because I'd probably get like written up and all these things and it was, it's kind of hard sitting in a class filled with kids who believe that. And a lot of the times, if you were to voice your opinion, you you just get shot right down. It would not even be like, nope, you can't. And we had, I remember this one time in high school. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry we had a discussion about it. And one of the girls, she was pro pro choice. Mm-hmm. The way she said it like like the minute she said it was my teacher just shot her down and mm-hmm. everyone else in the class just started jumping on her. And at first I, I felt bad about it, mm-hmm. you know, and I think the way she said it um she didn't say it the best way yeah. of why she feels like that, mm-hmm. but I get it and it's kind of difficult being and and at this time, it's like kind of like a lose lose situation mm-hmm. when you're when you're in a school like a Catholic school because yeah. like you can, like you're automatically going to lose if you yeah. say that you're yeah, to Things are things <coughs> are turning away, and you know because of uh,
0: Catholicism, they believe that a <coughs> killing a life in any form is murder. Yeah, and so in a way, they it's restricting. Your belief, you you are you have to choose to believe in Catholicism, but it's at the same time if you do not believe, if you believe in abortion, you can be treated as if you're not truly a believer in
1: Catholicism. Yeah. yeah and it's like I've I mean I can't even tell you how many papers I had to write about how abortion is bad and everything, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like me sitting there and I'm like I don't believe any of the stuff I'm writing, and it's hard to write and believe
0: you know, that, and uh, I just come over, yeah. All right. So now, where'd you grow
2: up? I was born in North Carolina, and I moved to Delaware um, right after I turned six. And what kind of
0: um, political views did you grow up around?
2: Um, my biological family where I lived in North Carolina was more conservative, is still more uh, conservative, but when I um, was adopted, uh, you know, the family that I live with now is, is much more liberal in their views, um,
0: so I've experienced a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. And what side did you identify more with?
2: I. I'm definitely more liberal leaning I feel like my views have become more moderate as I've gotten older Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm definitely
0: not a conservative and um, how do you feel about um, abortion are you pro-choice pro-life and why
2: I'm very much pro-choice I have seen firsthand and, and, and been victim to i will say firsthand of what happens when somebody that is not prepared to have a child has a child and it it really messes with your life it's it's not good um and you know so i don't don't think we should mandate that people who aren't ready or willing or able to become effective parents Mm -hmm.
0: should be parents yeah well, some people say that you know there is adoption, and some people say that it's wrong to kill a life. Do you see it more as a religious standpoint, or more of like more of like a moral standpoint? Do you see, like are are you religious? Like, like does a does it conflict with you know your religious standpoint with when it comes to abortion? Or I'm not religious.
2: Um... I, I, I was born into a religious family. I was adopted by a somewhat religious family, but it ultimately wasn't for me, so it's not a religious thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel that abortion is murder because I don't think that fetuses can be considered living human beings yet because they're they're not even aware of the fact that they exist. Uh-huh. Um, and so for me, that, that makes a huge difference Difference As far as adoption goes, having gone through the foster system and having been adopted, yeah. it's a very broken system. Mm-hmm. It's, it's horribly broken. I've been in abusive foster homes after having been removed from an abusive situation to yeah. begin with, yeah. um, and so it wasn't good. And I've been separated from my siblings, and that was horribly traumatic.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so yeah. when people look at adoption as the the natural alternative to, to parenting the child that you that you give birth to, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't adopt children, but I think people don't realize what happens to children
0: that go through the system. Yeah. And, in some, and sometimes those kids don't end up getting adopted. Not every child is going to end up being adopted. Right.
2: My yeah. eldest sister actually never was. Uh, mm. She just bounced around her entire life. I was... Incredibly fortunate to have been adopted as quickly as I was because I don't think I spent more than a year in the system
0: And that's good Um, Now um, Trump's recent administration He's been trying to Define what gender is As As a transgender person How do you feel about this and what What do you think our administration Should do in regards to trans rights What would you like seeing as a trans person And somebody who's in that community
2: Hearing What they were trying to do what they would like to do felt like a punch in the face because my government is trying to tell me that I'm not real, that I'm not human, that I don't count. And that that's, that's horrible. It's dehumanizing in a lot of ways. Um, and I, I, I don't think we can let that happen. I think our government needs to consistently, persistently recognize our rights as human beings, as American citizens, um, and, and stop trying to pretend that we don't exist because it'd be more comfortable for them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And what would you have to say for the people on uh, who are more conservative or, or more apprehensive when it comes to like when they came out with like the bathroom bill and saying that, oh well anybody's just gonna claim to be transgender and they're gonna take advantage of of the new gender-neutral bathrooms, and trying to go into a bathroom that's not accustomed to their their um, their sex.
2: I did a research paper a while back, uh, a few years ago, because I was I was curious about the actual statistics behind this. Um, and in all of the states that have that have instituted and enforced bills that allow transgender people to use the bathrooms that most align with their identity, the crime rates haven't gone up. Mm. It hasn't happened. It's never happened. You know, because the way I think about it, people who are willing to go into a public restroom and behave in a predatory way don't care whether it's legal for them to be in there because they're not going to be doing legal things they're gonna to do begin with, any. with. They're already breaking the law. They don't care if they're breaking this one. Um, you know, and I think it's part of what... You know these these bans have tried to do, where we're not allowing people to use the bathrooms that they're comfortable with. Is a, we've painted trans people as people that are inherently predatory, um, which is is not the case. We're not criminals. We don't want to attack your wife and children. Um, that's not who we are, and it's it's put transgender people on a huge safety risk. I've heard innumerable stories of especially trans women who have gone into public restrooms and been assaulted and, and, and have had horrific things done to them. And it's terrible. Um, I think that people are afraid of something that's, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, and so we need, to, we need to recognize that and let go of that fear. Yeah.
0: Um, now, you're also gay. So, um <laughs> I am very clear, <laughs> yeah, so um how you know we as a as a country, we did finally, after many years, we legalized gay marriage, but I mean legally, if you went to a job or if you wanted housing, they could still deny you the right to do to, to live in there or have that job just because you 're gay how do you do you feel like how do you feel about that? Do you think at some point? Our administration is going give to give you guys the same rights as everyone else? I think people
2: have gotten to a point where, especially um, cis straight people, they've gotten to a point where it's like, well, same-sex marriage was legalized, so the fight's over. Why are you still complaining? You've got nothing left to fight for. Yeah. But we do, mm-hmm. because we still live in a country where, yeah, I could get married on Friday, but come Monday I could lose my job and get kicked out of my apartment. Yeah. Or posting pictures of my honeymoon on Facebook. Yeah, doing what everyone else does. Right. So it's just, it's, the fight is nowhere near over, and I think what people have to remember is that we have to continue to vote for these things. Yeah. We have to keep making our voices heard at the polls. Yeah. Because if we don't do that, I mean, we can scream and protest about it all we want, but if we don't get to the polls, it amounts to nothing. Um, And and my concern is that, especially young people, we're getting fed up with our government and we're getting tired, and many of us are getting apathetic in a way, you know, you know that we're not going to the polls, we're not making our voices heard, and it's damaging us. Yeah. Um,
0: and you, I think that's the ultimate problem, is that yeah. people aren't voting. Do you feel like you're represented with, you know, being disabled, being trans, being gay? Do you feel like you're represented in our government? No. <laughs> um, I, I can appreciate
2: that there are an increasing number of queer politicians in office, um, but I don't think that our government truly understands our needs because um, healthcare is a huge issue for me. Mm-hmm. You know, as as a, a, a trans person, I'm constantly worried about like, will I be able to get access to uh, medical transition and things that I literally could not live without. I think if you were to tell me right now that I would never be able to medically transition, mm-hmm. I would become horribly depressed and suicidal, which is a huge problem in yeah. the community. We have a 47.1% suicide rate. Which is insane, and that, it shouldn't be at that high. It, it, no, absolutely not. And then when, you, when it comes to being disabled, on top of that, yeah. we've now got an administration that would push for insurance companies to be able to deny me based on pre-existing conditions. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense because if anything, as people, like, people
0: with pre-existing conditions should get more coverage because we need more coverage. Yeah. You can't... You're paying more into it so you should be able to get more logically you know if somebody who doesn't have any pre-existing uh, co- uh, conditions and they're perfectly healthy let them pay but if you, you know when you have all these conditions you're going to be paying more out so it's more beneficial for the companies if you're thinking about it like money wise yeah you know so, it, so it, it, it's That's it ridiculous I, re-
2: I don't think our government understands our needs at all, and and we could go on for that for hours, especially with mental health care coverage. Yeah, that's that's just lacking wherever you go.
0: Yeah,
2: um, I'm I'm hunting for a therapist right now, and it's it's very difficult.
1: Yeah.
3: But... Well, should I keep saying what I was saying? Yeah. Okay. Well, what I was all I was going to say is that by and large, most Christians are conservative because mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's a lot of different factors about like. Why you would be conservative if you're a Christian? But from my um, social circles, typically most of my friends that are also Christian follow in the conservative tradition because they recognize the need for morality in government. Mm. Now, I don't subscribe to that. I, I don't. Um, I don't. That's not a, a view that I am uh, that I really like agree with. Mm. I think that. There, um, I think that. Government is an extension of human faults. Um, well, big government is an extension of, of human fault. And if we as Christians are guided by morality, then that shouldn't be something that we should we shouldn't have to use more, uh, the government as an extension of our morality. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I think it's possible to have a very limited government, a, a system that like upholds people's uh, you know uh, great uh, agree, work agreements basically. Yeah. If you can define capitalism as, uh, free market capitalism, as the voluntary exchange of goods and services, I think your moral basis can be um, separate from from your religious, Or I'm sorry, I think your religious principles can be separate from your views on government. That's kind of a, you know, roundabout way of explaining my views, but... Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so um, abortion, um, do you think, I mean, you're talking about this limited government and everything like that, right? Yeah. But I mean, you're not in favor of abortion and technically saying that if you wanted to go by this conservative way and there's less government, abortion is basically being restricted by the government saying that my, my rights aren't, you know, yeah. the government regulating those rights.
3: Well, that is something that's um, not, that is one topic in the Libertarian Party that is kind of um, divided on. A lot of, uh, a lot of Libertarians would be in favor of, of, um, of a privately owned uh, abortion clinic like um, Planned Parenthood. I, I can't think of a single um, Libertarian that would be in favor of state funding of Planned Parenthood, but I can think of lots of people that, lots of Libertarians from a moral principle that would be in favor of such a clinic existing privately. Um, Me, personally, I see abortion as a human rights violation. Um, That is my basis for having it. uh, Not only uh, is it wrong on the state and federal level because the very um, very foundation for um, state funding for this program that people find morally wrong um, is in and of itself wrong, but also from a human rights standpoint, it's ethically morally wrong.
0: Now, do you believe it's wrong in all circumstances and there's, like, regardless of the circumstances, that there shouldn't be any abortion whatsoever?
3: Mm-hmm. If you're, I mean, if you're referring to, like, like rape, and rape and incest, which only make up, like, I think it's, like, 0.5% mm-hmm. of all, like, of all um, abortion procedures, then, yeah, I would, I would still believe it's wrong. And if you want me to elaborate on that, I can. Mm-hmm.
0: No, like, I'm saying, like, do you believe there's just no there's no circumstance where there should be abortion whatsoever?
3: No. Um, yeah, I guess the simple explanation for that is uh, that, you know, the, the the termination of an innocent life, which, you know, can't speak for its own is wrong on any basis. If uh, something terrible, if an, a terrible, traumatic incident like rape or incest occurs, um, the morally correct response is not to terminate the child that is a victim of that circumstance Mm -hmm.
0: but i mean also the um the mother is the victim as well i mean sure it's like if you were in a car crash right and the law all of a sudden decided we're not going to prosecute the person who ran you over and caused that car crash and every single day you were reminded by that car crash and you know say you lost your leg or something like that and then every single day you had to see what happened to you and so sometimes not aborting that that pregnancy is just a constant reminder so can you see from that standpoint of why they would want to terminate the pregnancy oh oh yeah i mean
3: i can i can see I, i can definitely see why that why people would take that perspective but um again i think like um i think that's putting uh the issue of life into kind of like well uh, an abortion a lot of uh, pro-choice arguments do this with um, putting the value of a human life as um, intrinsic meaning that like we only preserve life that has value um, which obviously we as humans don't really get to pick and choose who, who lives, who dies based on their value because if that was the case you know, we'd, we'd be living in this Darwinist world where um, you know, if I'm bigger, I'm stronger than you, I can kill you and eat you for food um, like obviously we don't live just from a like obviously from a moral standpoint humans don't operate that way so um, to answer your concern about that perspective um, you can't really take on the idea that well this is an inconvenience to me this doesn't have any value to me um, therefore i can I can terminate it and justify it that yeah. way
0: now do you think your religion has a big role to play in your moral beliefs and th- when it comes to abortion and like things like that do you think without it do you think maybe you'd be a little bit more like open to the idea
3: I mean my like, my, like my do you religion. think, like,
0: when it comes to just government in general, how much does your religion and your morals that are included with, like, religion and stuff like that, because you identify yeah. your morals being with your religion, how much does that have to pl- have to be in play with in regards to abortion?
3: Oh, well, I mean, not, like, politics aside, I think, um, like I said, I, I would think of abortion, and, and this is why, you know, this is an issue that is so um, important for me, is because it's a uh, moral obligation we have to to speak the truth about this issue excuse me um so if you're asking about like my priorities whether it's at like whether political or or religious i would say my, my very first concern with any issue at all um moral or political i mean the very first criteria that it meets is my religious convictions which are guided uh really closely by my moral convictions because those are tied so closely together, I think the Bible teaches us a lot about morality. Um, it's the basis for our morality. It's it's the basically the um, explanatory rule book for how our moral um, for how morality works. That's um, that's my perspective. A lot of people would disagree with that, but anytime you're talking about a human rights violation like abortion, I'm going to forget about the politics of it in most instances and just try and come at it from a human rights standpoint
0: mm-hmm. now obviously a lot of people are like well what if you were in that circumstance like mm-hmm. say you put a family member of yours or something like that they're a part of your religious community and everything like that and it personally affects you mm-hmm. would you be able to use that as an exception or would you still hold them to the same regards and say that oh, yeah. in, a, in any circumstance they couldn't have an abortion
3: yeah i mean there's not really um it's not really an exception to this rule for me personally. Um, it's a it's a, an extremely sensitive topic for many people, and you know if that if that were to happen to a close friend, or, and and even really like any time I see it um, or, or read about it, for in the seeing it in the lives happen of, of people I don't know, it's something that really strikes a chord with me um, personally just because I know of the tremendous stress that, you know, that must impose upon, um, you know, a, a young girl who's not prepared for s- such a uh, huge event in her life. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can't really see my position on it changing if it was a friend or relative of mine. I would, I would um, again, go back to my um, religious convictions and try to address the issue with um, with the truth, but with uh, also love and acceptance of, and an understanding of, of what has gone, what has happened.
0: Now, do you personally believe, like, Roe versus Wade, do you think it should be overturned and, and abortion should be, should be made illegal?
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, there's different there's different implications of what can be done at the state level. Um, I would say the biggest, uh, you know, the, the, the state funding, um, basically sustaining a, a failing, um, Business like Planned Parenthood is a is a massive um, a massive problem. But like I've explained on the moral and political level, um, I think O.V. Wade is is uh, was one of the easy, easily one of the most destructive um, court cases of the past hundred years. Just in terms of the sheer numbers of of um, unborn babies that have suffered at the at the hands of the the court case. Um, what a lot of people don't know about Roe v. Wade is that um, it was actually uh, the case was actually to settle the conditions for which a woman can have a pregnancy, um, and basically what came out of the court case was that women can justifiably can justify having an abortion um, under any circumstances of emotional duress, which. If you look at the actual you know there's a lot of fine print there but if you look at the actual conditions for emotional duress um, and I'm, I'm putting that in air quotes <laughs> um, if you look at the actual conditions for that it's it's pretty loose regarding the conditions for why you're allowed to proceed with an abortion uh-huh. and that can range from anything like oh you have a commitment to a job or it's causing you personal, uh, uh, like a lot of stress in your own Um uh, so kind of those standards for um, for Justifying um, having a private or public um, uh, funded abortion, Mm -hmm. um, it's just kind of finicky and doesn't really hold up. Like, if if there was, if this is a topic that was so sensitively protected under, okay, well, there must be all these conditions for which we have an abortion before Mm -hmm. at the state level. And now it's, now Roe v. Wade, what came out of that was, um, well, now it's it's just a much more general. Justification for why you're allowed to have an abortion. Um,
0: do you think it's become more of a political issue versus more uh, versus like a moral issue? Do you think it's more of um, like when it comes to political parties, how it's you know if you if you're pro-choice, then you're Democrat, and if you're pro-life, then you're automatically conservative.
3: So, sorry what's the question is it, is it do you think a it's become yeah
0: you think it's, it's become more of a political issue nowadays like if you automatically if you're pro-choice and you're a Democrat and if you're pro, um, pro-life then you're a, a Republican like you
3: yeah. okay. like does it
0: leave people in the middle like
3: um, yeah so I guess like for me personally I guess um, I see generally more people on the left supporting the pro-choice
0: Because you identify as a libertarian mm-hmm.
3: An independent yeah. libertarian um, Which, like again, I've said my, my party is kind of split on the issue just because of the implications for
0: um, And you don't always feel um, represented as everyone else
3: No, no And I think, um, well to answer your question I think by and large on the left and right traditionally like you, like the way you said it, it's, it's been traditionally conservative, um, Republican side of things are more um, pro-life and Democrats are generally more pro-choice. Yeah. But I think there is exceptions within that party. To, to answer the question whether it's um, politicized more mm-hmm. um, now, I think that it's still a very, um, I think it's still the
1: Sensitive. people that,
3: well yeah, yeah. I think the people that defend the pro-life movement uh-huh. come from a moral perspective more more mm-hmm. often than not. That's the that's the uh, answers they try and address
1: when no. people criticize
3: their perspective. Um, there's a there's an event that happens every uh, I believe on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade in Mar- in Washington. It's a march called the March for Life. Like you know, thousands of pro-life supporters basically yeah. you know, occupy the space in in Washington to to promote pro life values. Yeah. So I think like if you look at uh, I think answering that question is kind of difficult because you have to look at what is being promoted on each side and generally I think if you look at it the left promotes more of the um uh choice yeah the, the pro-choice mm-hmm. side of things promotes more of the logistical sides of things like mm-hmm. why is why um abortion is, it would be more efficient for society why it would be more Um, uh, Less of the ethical concerns, whereas members of the right it's um, more
0: moral based and you know religious and whether it's wrong or not. And
3: yeah, but again, that varies because like there there are plenty of Republicans out there and plenty of conservatives who aren't Christian who aren't guided by um, religious principles. So for it's it's this weird kind of state where either you're coming at it from a moral standpoint or you're coming at it because oh, it's just another check checking the box for my particular yeah, side because like,
0: I, I can imagine it could be contradicting and difficult what, if you're a conservative when you're saying oh I, I don't want a lot of government and I want to be able to have a, a you know more based on the state and you know I want to have my second amendment and everything like that but at the same yeah. time because you're looking at it from a moral point of view because you don't believe that taking away any life is right right But at the same time, saying that the government, that you can do something with your body, it does, it's infringing on the rights that were given to
3: us. Well, I can't really speak for the conservative, um, like, the conservative perspective on this. All I can say is, like, according to a libertarian perspective, there's generally a rule that you can, the, the, the rule, the general rule with... Um, free market capitalism is that you can provide a good service you can do with your property which property is defined more than just you know physical things that you own that's, your property is your, your body your, your, um, everything that's a part of you um, you can do with that whatever you want as long as it doesn't infringe on the rights of others so that's why probably a lot of um, people that like come from my camp would see abortion is a violation of other somebody else's property which is an innocent life yeah